Welcome to the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will be greatly encouraged as Pastor Dale Walker and others bring a fresh word from God directly to your heart. Be blessed. Well, how many of you would like to see God work in greater levels and greater dimensions in your life? Right? That's my heart's desire. And I, um, my, my word for you this morning is that God wants to work on the inside of us so that he can work on the outside of us. I want to tell you a real quick testimony of a young girl named Bethany that I was talking to last week. She lives in Colorado. She's 34, and she's an English teacher. And um, she connected with my book and purchased my book, and I did a little conference call with her. And so I was just asking her about her life, and she said, I was born and raised uh, in a Christian home. My father's a pastor. But she said, I knew all the right things to say and all the right things to do, but I never had an intimate relationship with God. And, you know, I think many of us sometimes are in that same predicament. It's like we acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, but we haven't entered into that intimate relationship where he is the Lord of our inside, not just our outside. And so I want to talk to you today about that, but can we just invite Jesus inside today? Can we just say, Jesus, come and heal me, come and restore me, and just say that with me, Jesus, come and heal me, come and restore me. Thank you, Lord. I receive it in Jesus' name. Well, our beatitude for today is you're blessed when you get Your inside world, which is your mind, your heart, your soul, put right. You get it back in alignment with God, and that's what we need to do. Then we can see God in the outside world. So today we're really going to talk about our inside world and where God wants to rule and reign, where he wants to sit on the throne of our lives. And, you know, um, what I was thinking about Bethany, you know, thinking why was she not intimate with God? If she had all of the outward practices, what was it that kept her from entering into that intimate relationship with God? If she had knowledge all of her life. And, you know, that's the same question that we can ask. What keeps us from intimacy with God? What is it that keeps us from that? So I want to talk about that just a little bit. Um, you know, how, how can we truly open every area of our lives and really let Jesus, you know, the word says that he stands at the door of our heart and he knocks and he's looking, you know, to have an opening. He's looking for us to open up. And so many times it's hard to just let go, you know, give God control. And because there's fear, well, what's he going to ask me to do? Well, what am I going to have to deal with? Well, you know, what are those issues in my life that maybe I don't want to look at? And so that's what Jesus wants. What is that thing that keeps us from real, true intimacy with God? And so the first thing are, that I want to suggest to you are the lies of the enemy. Pastor Dale talked about them today already, and we prayed about them. The lies of the enemy. You know, those thoughts that come into our lives that say, you aren't worthy. 
you're flawed. There's something wrong with you. You know, those accusations of the enemy that, you know, you're not good enough. You know, you're not holy enough. You're not, you know, educated enough or rich enough or skinny enough or, you know, whatever, you know, the thoughts of the enemy that come into our lives that steal from us that intimacy because it puts a fear and it puts a doubt between us and God. And so God wants to get on the inside of us today. He wants to truly get in there. So I want to share some things with you, share some truths um, about um, how we can allow God into the very depths of our soul to bring healing, to bring restoration. You know, other things that hinder us in our intimacy with God are fears, traumas from our past. Um, they can be disappointments, discouragement, you know, losing our hope, losing a loved one, you know, dealing with sickness and, and, and hard situations. Those things can, can hinder us from being intimate with God. You know, how could God let this happen to me? You know, and, and, and those accusations of the enemy that would tend to paint a picture of God of not being a good father. Well, mentally we can say, oh yes, God is good, but what is our heart saying? You know, is God good to me? Can God, you know, really love me because of these things that have happened? So we really wanna look at that today and what we need to do is, I'm just going to lay a little bit of a foundation here, if that's okay with you. I want to, first of all, we need to understand the way God made us. And um, I want to share a testimony of a, a young girl at New Life Children's Home in Honduras. I'm not going to tell you her real name, but we're going to call her Juanita. And um, she was one of five sisters that was, was with us at the home. She's the second to the oldest and always felt very intimidated by her older sister and her older sister was beautiful and had everything together. She had nothing together. And so she got into this habit of saying things like, I just want to die. I just want to throw me out in front of this car. I mean, ev just about everything she was saying was very suicidal. And um, I, I began to get concerned about that. And I'd say, I'd say, Juanita, you, no, that's not right. You know, I'd give her something good, you know. No, you, you, Jesus loves you. And, you know, whatever, you know, I would say at that moment. And then one day she said, Tia, now, would you pray for me? And I said, of course. So I began to teach her some of these truths that I'm teaching you today. And um, we prayed. And she repented for, you know, allowing the, the, that spirit of death, the suicidal thoughts into her heart. And she prayed and she released that darkness from her soul, which I'm going to teach you today how to do that. And um, we prayed and I, then I prayed for her. I took authority over that, you know, demonic thought and spirit that was, you know, hindering her. And a couple weeks later, she says, Tianette, remember when you prayed for me? And I was like, yeah. And she said, um, I already had the rope ready in my room. And I went, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you met Juanita at her need before the enemy was able to take her life. You know, and, and that's what I'm, my hope and my prayer is today, that if you are at that moment of desperation in your life, that this message is gonna be that, that hope, it's gonna be that answer 
that that rope never gets used. Amen? And so, so anyway, God made us. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 23 and 24. And I'm going to read them out of the, the Passion Translation. I think we have it up here. Yes, we do. All right, you can read along with me if you'd like. It says, now may the God of peace and harmony, I love that, may the God of peace and harmony set you apart. You know, that's what sanctify means. That's what means being made holy is he sets us apart. It doesn't mean he makes us perfect. <laughs> We're not perfect. We're still in a process of maturity. But he, makes, he sets us apart. So may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. And may your entire being, your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept completely flawless at the appearing of our Lord. So this is what God is doing. God is working in our lives. He's making us completely flawless. Now, right now, you might say, oh, my goodness, he's got a lot of work to do in me, right? Because there's a lot of flaws in me. But that's his purpose. He's making us completely flawless. Continue. Be kept, and he wants to keep us completely flawless at the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. The one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. So he's going to thoroughly complete his work in each one of us today. Amen? All righty. So what we want to do, I want to just kind of take a few minutes to talk about our spirit, our soul, and our body. Because these are the three areas. God is a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He created us in his image, spirit, soul, and body. And he wants us to be like him. And he, he put his imprint, his DNA on the inside of us. But we were born in a, in a very sinful world. We were born in a very um, unperfect world. And so there have been things that have gotten into us that were not what God and is not what God wants. So we're going to talk about that. So our spirit is our inner man. That's who we are. We are a spirit. We are spirit and our inner man, as we accept Jesus into our lives, our spirit is born again. And we reconnect with God. We reconnect with our creator. And we receive him. And our spirit is, is the part of us that connects with heaven. It connects with the spirit world around us. It connects with the Father. It connects with Holy Spirit. It connects with the truth of the word of God, and we feed our spirit by the word of God, and our spirit starts out as, as a newborn baby and grows and grows and grows, and so that is the part of us in our spirit that is our discerning. It's the part of creating and expressing the heart of God. It's the part that receives and gives by faith. Our spirit is connected through faith to the spirit world. And it's where our connection to God. So life of God flows through our spirit. Our spirit man, that's where the spirit of God flows like rivers of living water through our spirit man. And our spirit should rule our soul and our body. Like king, it should be the king of our lives, our spirit man. And our spirit also has a soul. 
And our spirit and soul are so intertwined, they'll never separate. And so we have the spirit soul being, and our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so I want to talk a little bit about those three areas. Our mind is that computer, this incredible computer that God gave us, our brain that functions are the life of our mind that has thoughts, processes. It also has a creative area where we learn and store information, much like a computer where there's a hard drive. It, it influences everything that we do. And we can train it to think negatively or positively, depending on what we put in it and what kind of data has been stored there. And so our mind is like a hard drive in a computer. And everything that has happened from our conception to, to this very present day is written on that hard drive. It's like a CD, you know, in, in our brain. And everything that has happened to us is there. It's stored in the, the archives of our brain, in our mind, in our soul. And our emotions are, are um, mostly a reaction to our thought. So our emotions are stirred as we think. If we think negatively, if we think a thought, a fearful thought, we begin to feel heart palpitations and the motion brings on even physical, physical symptoms because of a thought. So our emotions are connected with our thoughts. And so how we think is how we feel. And our, our emotions um, are the most delicate and intricate part of us. Um, they, we have to protect our emotions. We need to understand our emotions. And many people uh, get so frustrated with their emotions that they turn them off and they shut them down. And God gave us our emotions. They're a gift. They're our friends. Our emotions tell us, you know, that when things are good, they also tell us when things are wrong. You know, our emotions, if we don't have our emotions intact and they aren't healed and made whole by the power of Holy Spirit, God sanctifying and, and making our emotions flawless, then we can become a very heartless, uncompassionate person because we don't feel what other people are feeling. And we can become a stone wall and just go through a logical day doing actions and not feeling what God wants us to feel. God wants to share his heart with us. God is an emotional God. He's a God of joy. He's a God of love. He even is a God of anger. I mean, not all anger is from God. Let me, let me just you know, clarify that. <laughs> um, but, but Jesus even was provoked to anger at the enemy, you know, at the enemy. And I believe the heart of Father God is provoked to anger when he sees injustice in the earth, you know. And um, God is patient. He's patient with us until we get to a point where we can repent. And, and um, so God, yes. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. We're not going to go there. <laughs> go back to emotions. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so our emotions um, are a gift to feel and to be able to express 
the joy and love that God fills us with. And um, so without healthy emotions, like I said, we can become like a robot, you know, just do things robotically and, you know, not have deep relationships and, and, you know, just have situations where we're just governed by logic and self-will and, you know, and no compassion for others. And that's not what God wants, right? It's not what God wants. And maybe many of us have experienced that just because of hurt. We're so tired of hurting. We're so tired of the negative emotions that we just say, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to shut them off. And um, many of us do that through because of trauma, because of abandonment that we have experienced in our life. It's just so painful that it's a, it's a pain reflector. We just turn them off. And today I want to tell you how to turn them back on and how to get them healthy. And so let, let's go on to our will because that's another part of our soul. Our will is the most powerful part of our soul. It's the part that decides what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And it, um, it's the part that can rule our life. Uh, it can shut off our emotions. You know? It can rule our thought life. Um, and it can take us down paths of glory or paths of destruction. And so we need to make sure that whatever we're deciding, because our will chooses our likes, it chooses our dislikes, it chooses what we're going to believe and what we're not going to believe. And so our will is very, very important in our soul, our spirit and our soul. Um, our soul can actually make our spirit miserable because of so much uh, negative deposits in our soul. And so what I want to talk to you to, about today is, the, is a little bit more of the design of our soul and how to release d- dark deposits in our soul. But we are spirit, soul, and body. Our body, of course, is this magnificent house, earth suit that God has given us, perfectly uh, created to live in the atmosphere of the earth. And without it, we would not be here. <laughs> there will be a day that this earth suit goes back to the dust. And my spirit, soul, body will step out of my earth suit and say, bye-bye. And I'll go to be with the Lord if I serve God, or I'll go to be with whoever I serve during my lifetime. Uh, and hopefully everyone here and everyone that is watching has a heavenly home. And if you don't, today that can change. Amen? Today that can change. You can change your eternal direction by believing in Jesus Christ. And so as, as our, we're looking at our soul, our soul, because of so many things in this earth of, of traumas and fears and, and disappointments and, and situations that have been thrown at us from our conception because we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that because of these things, we have received dark deposits in our soul. And God has come into our life, given us new birth. Our spirit man is born again, and God begins to sanctify our soul. 
He begins to work in the area of our soul, in the area of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And um, I want to share another story with you today about a young man. Um, I'm going to call him Antonio. Um, He also was a young man at the orphanage. And he came when he was just two years old, skinny, scrawny, um, malnourished, bruises all over his body with his older sister, who was a year and a half older. And um, he was always very feminine in, in, in structure. He was, th- he was small for his age. Um, he had a, a, a lot of intimidation. He felt a lot of um, fear growing up. And... Um, during the process of the early years, um, he, there was a, another young boy that came to the orphanage, and he actually sexually abused um, Anthony, Antonio. And so um, the rest of the boys began to call him girls' names and different things like that and begin to put on him an identity that was not his. And as a, a young teenager, I could see just the, these battles in his soul that were going on. And um, one day he said, Tianette, would you pray for me? And I said, he said, I said, you're having a battle, aren't you? He's like, yeah. And so I began to share with him what I thought his battle was. And he said, yeah, you're right. I'm battling thoughts and, you know, I'm battling, you know, temptations, you know, and, and situations. And so I, I shared this. I shared how to release deposits from your soul. And we prayed together, and he repented, he took authority, he forgave the young boy that, that sexually abused him, and we dealt with that. We, um, we took authority over the enemy, and we released that, that identity that was not his. We released that out of his soul. And then we bound the, son of, the, the adoption of sonship to his heart. And... A couple weeks afterwards, I said, hey, Antonio, how are you? He went, I'm good. And so this is something that I have seen practiced. I practice it in my own life, and I know it works. I know that God has created us in such a way that he is at work in us, but he's inviting us to open up so that he can work further in us. And that, that those dark deposits that were not his will, but were the will of the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy from us, he wants to help us. And I believe today that as I share this next truth with you, that, that you're, you're going to understand. And then we're going we're gonna to apply it to our lives. Are you ready for that? You ready? Okay. So... Releasing dark deposits from your soul is actually a very easy spiritual exercise that you can do on a daily basis. I practice this all the time because, you know, all the time we are bombarded by the enemy. You know, we can get upset. We can get mad. We can, you know, get get hurt. We can get offended. And every single time that, that I feel something come at me negatively from darkness, I go through these steps and I practice this and I, I, I get it out of my soul because my spirit is the king, is the ruler of my being. And if I don't do it, 
No one else will. I, I can't expect my husband to do what I and only I, or my pastors, to do what only I can do in my own soul. And so, so we know that the devil is a defeated foe. And we know that Christ has paid the price for our deliverance, for our healing, for our restoration. So as we look at the cross and we see the cross, we know I am a victor, Christ lives in me, my spirit is born again, and now I'm going to take what Christ did for me and bring it into my soul. So our soul is, um, is very much is like a book. Our soul has layers, and you can call it, you know, the days or the times or the moments, um, memories. You know, we have layers in our soul. And throughout our life, there have been different deposits um, you know, some are very good deposits of encounters with God and love and, and joyful moments that we experience throughout life, those wonderful things that do get deposited into our lives. But then there are also dark deposits of trauma, of fear, of abuse, of abandonment, of rejection, you know, of insults. And, and, and horrible things that can happen to us. And they are deposited into the layers of our soul. And so what happens is we end up having a mixture in our life of both good and bad. And while those bad things are still stuck in there, the good has a hard time coming out and shining because the enemy uses those dark deposits in our soul to bind us and to pull our, our ropes and tell us the lies. You can't lead anybody. You can't minister to anybody. You can't do that. You still have this in your life. You still have that in your life. You still haven't dealt with abuse in your life. You still haven't dealt with... And so he lies to us, and he keeps us bound. And so how do we get rid of this? How do we do that? Well, Matthew 18, 18 which is a very familiar uh, verse, tells us Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's sharing truth with them. He's sharing, he's giving them weapons of their warfare. And he's saying this, I truly tell you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So this is a spiritual truth. And it's a spiritual practice that we do with our soul. Now, our will, remember we're mind, our mind, our emotions, and our will. Our will is like the spine of the book, okay? And so inside our soul are the de deposits of the enemy that we don't want anymore. We're just tired of them. We're tired of the thoughts, we're tired of the emotions, we're tired of these triggers that always trigger us because of these things that have happened to us. We don't want them anymore. So we take our will and we say, as an act of my will, I open up my soul. And those evil deposits that the enemy has put there, I now take my authority in Christ and I command it to leave. It's that easy. I command it to leave. 
I don't have to feel it again. I don't have to rehearse it again. You know, I don't have to go through the trauma of it again. I just command it out in the name of Jesus. And it leaves. <laughs> we take our authority and we command it out. Now, um, and then we bind to our heart the opposite. So if it's fear that is just traumatizing me, I take the authority in Jesus Christ as an act of my will, and I command fear out of my life. And I replace it with the spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. So I bind to my soul, and I fill my soul with the power of God, with faith instead of fear. And, and, and hope instead of doubt, and, and love instead of, instead of anger, and, and peace in, in, instead of confusion and turmoil, and joy, <laughs> and joy. We bind those, those wonderful emotions to our soul. And now, in some cases, fear has plagued you all your life. And so it, it may take you some time to get rid of all the different deposits of fear in your life. But if you will not stop, and if you will stand on your authority in Christ, and if you will say, I bind these things, I command them out of my soul, I want them no longer, and then visualize these things flying out of the pages of your soul and just say, no more, no more. I'm done. I'm done with fear. I'm done with the abuse. <laughs> I'm done with the trauma. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has healed me. Jesus has brought deliverance in my life. Praise God. And then begin to just bind. I say, I thank you, Lord. I bind the mind of Christ to my mind. No more fearful thoughts. I command them out and I receive the spirit of faith in my mind, the mind of Christ, where I declare and I, I walk in freedom. I walk in hope. I walk in, I walk in healing. I walk in restoration. Hallelujah. It's that easy. And the enemy likes to make it so hard. He likes to think you're in chains of bondage that are unbreakable. Wrong. Jesus broke those chains. He broke them on the cross when he died for us. And he said, it is finished. And he publicly displayed the enemy, completely annihilated the power of the enemy on your life. He has no more power except the power you allow him to have through his lies in your mind and in your emotions. And so as we today begin to, to make those decisions of saying, okay, this is my day. I'm releasing this darkness. I'm not having it anymore. I take my will, the most powerful part of my soul, and I make a decision. I choose today to release darkness from my soul. <laughs> I loosen that and I bind 
the power of God to my soul. Hallelujah. I want to share one more testimony with you really quick. It's um, actually a vision that I had in a time of worship very similar to what we experienced this morning uh, a few years ago. And I saw this canvas in my mind, and it was a canvas that had been damaged. It was just full of dark stains and rust. It was, it was so damaged, the original image could not be seen underneath it. And then I saw a hand take a paintbrush and dip in a jar of yellow paint, and the paint said grace on it. And I began to watch how this paintbrush of God's grace began to paint the original picture on that canvas again. And it restored, completely restored, the original image that God had intended. And that's what God wants to do today to every single person that is listening to me today. He wants to take his paintbrush of love, of grace, and of power through the cross of Jesus Christ, and he wants to repaint your life. He wants to bring that original image of Christ in you, the hope of glory, back into view so that you can see it and everyone around you can see it as well. Will you bow your heads with me today? Will you pray with me? Thank you, Lord. I'd like to just lead you in a prayer today, if you don't mind. Just say with me, Holy Father, I come to you today to submit my heart and mind to you. My beliefs and thought processes, my emotions, the opinions that shape my life and, my, and, and set my destiny. I command the clouds of confusion and discouragement to be gone in Jesus' name. I release every dark deposit of fear, abandonment, disappointment, doubt, confusion. You can name anything else you want that is bugging you today. And I receive the spirit of revelation, understanding, knowledge, and wisdom of heaven. I declare that every good and perfect gift comes to me, and I choose to receive it. I receive the gifts of God. I receive the anointing and revelation of the word of God. I climb up into the everlasting arms of my loving father to be cuddled and kissed and healed and filled and transformed as a true child of God. I declare a rebirthing, a rediscovering of everything the enemy has stolen from me. I declare redemption of everything that the Father has given me. 
and throughout the rest of my life. I thank you, Father, that you are my Father, and I have a true spirit of adoption. I am your child, and I walk in intimacy with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. So if I am at the beginning of the service, um, there was a a little ad about my book that I wrote, Healing Wounded Hearts, Repairing Broken Lives. If you would like to learn more, all of these truths are in my book. And if you would like to learn more about that, you're welcome to um, purchase that book. I've also done a video series that just walks you page by page through my book. It helps you just really apply those things. There's a lot of other prayers in my book. And it's just to help you be able to walk in that true healing that God has for us. So um, if anybody that is out here today or even online today, if you have not asked Jesus to be your savior, if you have not received that born-again spirit where your spirit becomes alive unto God, I invite you to do that today. I think Pastor Dale will be over here at the salvation table. If anybody would just like just say, hey, I, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if I would die tonight, if I would, if I would go to heaven. I haven't been serving God, and I need to get right with God. If that's you today, we just invite you to join us here at this table. So God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Dale. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that God's Word has inspired you today in a way that will boost your faith greatly. We want to encourage you to visit our website at hftw.church and follow us on our social media. May God bless you richly.